Again, good morning to everybody out there and in our little church and everyone out there who will be listening to this message this morning. This is going to be part one of our discussion number two about heaven as we talk about our future home called heaven. And the second part will be Wednesday night. Unlike last Sunday, we had some technical issues and Daniel had so uh, kindly put that on Facebook. Um, it was done because we had no camera. That's been fixed now by the grace of God and, and the intelligence he gives Daniel to fix that stuff. So now we're up and running and we hope that you enjoy the continuation of this topic about heaven that everybody longs for one day that is still yet to come whether we're raptured first or we take our last breath on this earth heaven is a future destination for all those who have trusted in christ as savior this morning we're going to ask the question is heaven a just an hallucination or is it our future home there's a heated discussion among many people about this in 1971, the famous Beatle, John Lennon, wrote the song, Imagine. In his song, he imagined that there was no heaven and that there was no hell. Now, many people could, will conclude just because an atheist like John Lennon doesn't believe in a literal heaven doesn't make it really so. But on the flip side, just because us as Christians, for what we read in the Bible by faith, that there is in heaven, really, in, in other people's eyes, will not make it so as well. Is heaven really simply just a state of mind or a hallucination, or is it an actual place that awaits us one day? Is heaven just, people say, it's a state of mind just to help you deal and dull, to dull the things of this world? But instead of relying on other people to try to tell us about whether heaven is actually real or isn't it, let's, the best thing to do is to refer to God's word to give us the answers to those questions that many people may, ha may have. Is heaven a, a hallucination or is it home? And the answer, if you think about it, really comes from the only person in human history who has actually been to heaven and has come back to tell us about it. Who is that person? The Lord Jesus Christ. He's the only person who has done that. And as we answer this question about heaven, we need only to rely on the one source that can give us that reality of heaven. If you have your Bibles and you want to follow along, of course, it's always on the screen. We're going to be in John chapter 14 here in the beginning. Then we're going to be in other passages, passages as well. The setting of John 14, it is very important to understand this chapter. Now, remember, remember, we are at the point in this story, and John uh, portrays Jesus is in the upper room with his disciples, and they're having the Passover. He's having the Passover meal with them. And then, of course, we know within a few hours, Jesus would be betrayed at Gethsemane, okay, right? And then he would be tried that night by the religious leaders and the government leaders as well. And then, of course, ultimately that Friday morning, Christ would be crucified, it was a troubling evening for Jesus as well as his disciples. They knew that Jesus was saying he's getting ready to leave to go to another place. And they were wondering, was this going to be the last time they would ever see Jesus? 
was this movement, this Jesus movement, if you will, was it coming to an abrupt stop? Was it actually coming to an end? And Jesus gives them these comforting words. As Again, we're going to read the public reading this morning. John 14, verses 1 through 3, Jesus said, Do not let your heart be troubled. He said, Believe in God, believe also in me. He says, In my Father's house are many dwelling places. He said, If it were not so, he said, I would have told you. He says, For I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, he says, I will come again and receive you to myself so that where I am, he says, there you may be also. Amen. Notice in these three verses, three key words that I gave you to Daniel this morning. They'll help us to answer the question whether heaven is just in a hallucination or it's really a home. And the first word, the Greek word, is topos and i don't i don't he put hope there it topos stands for place okay it, it, okay it's good enough hope hope that there is a place there's actually a place maybe i wrote it down wrong for you i don't know i'm only human i'm gonna make all kinds of errors okay he uses that word three times in this text the greek word is the root word we get the word topography from if you've ever heard of topography some of you go well what the heck is topography well Topography is the act of detailing the actual physical feature of land on a map, okay? People still use maps to this day, literal maps instead of on a smartphone or, or whatever it might be. Then number two, the, the importance of the Greek word moni, okay? Moni is translated, Jesus, trans, the, the English translation is dwelling place okay in my father's house he said are many dwelling places many monis okay it means a habitat a living place a good illustration of that uh, i thought of the kids the girls even adam and daniel they both have they all four they have their separate rooms okay and more than likely adam and daniel as they were growing up and even to, to now they can make pretty much their own decision how they want to have their rooms look okay to their liking to their to their physical taste okay and the girls are going to one day want to do their rooms in certain certain ways that's appeasing to them pending our approval okay it's their moni all right it's interesting jesus used the use it here he said dwelling places as we'll see in a few moments god has planned your future home for each of one of us in mind okay this isn't a state of mind or an hallucination. Heaven is really a home that is designed for all of us. And in number three, the significance of the word prepare. Okay, prepare. He said, I go to what? Prepare a place for you. Jesus, where's he at right now? He's at the right hand of God the Father in heaven, preparing, make, not only making intercession for us, but he is preparing this future home we call heaven. You know, think, think of this. If heaven is just an hallucination, why in the world would Jesus go to prepare a place for us? It makes no sense, does it? If heaven is just a state of mind or a hallucination, there'd be no reason for Jesus to leave, ascend to heaven, and go and prepare a hallucination for us? Not a waste of time. No, Jesus is going to prepare an actual place for us. He is overseeing the largest construction project in human history. Now, moving on. Turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 1, and we're going to look at verses 9 through 11, where it will, this should answer 
definitively the question of whether heaven is an actual location. Remember the setting in Acts, okay? Dr. Luke is reminding us that Jesus was raised from the dead and he spent 40 days on the earth in his resurrected body, okay? Then he came, then came a time to came the time for him to fulfill his promises that he had told the believers and his disciples that he was to ascend to the heaven to his father. Now look at uh, the verses, <clears throat> verses 9 through 11, and then peanut M&Ms are working on me. He said, And after he had said these things, Jesus was lifted up while they were looking on, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And as they were gazing intently into the sky while he was going, behold, two men in white clothing stood beside them. They also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in just the same way <clears throat> as you have watched him go into heaven. Of course, we know this happened on the Mount of Olives, which oversees the city of Jerusalem. And from there, Jesus made his ascension into heaven. And one day at Christ, not the rapture, at this, his second coming, he will come back in like manner and plant, plant his feet on the Mount of Olives in that exact spot. That's amazing. The same spot he left, the same spot Jesus is coming back again. Now, does it make sense for somebody who would leave a geographical location and go into an hallucination, a state of mind? That makes no sense whatsoever. Not one bit. Then come back from a hallucination. I'm back now from that state of mind I was in to come back and plant your feet on a physical location. It doesn't make no sense. Absolutely not. Jesus was going to a very real location to another real location. Now, the angel said one day it's, he's coming back from a real home in heaven to the real place called earth, okay? This ought to answer the question about heaven being a real place or just an hallucination. Now, another question people have is, where is our future home called heaven? You ever wonder that? Where exactly is heaven at? Where is it in the universe, all right? Now, even Thomas, he had that question after Jesus gave him those uh, comforting words and those verses we read a minute ago. Look at John 14, 5. Thomas said to him, doubting Thomas, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How do we know the way he wanted to know? Thomas is saying, you know, we certainly want to go with you, but we just don't know how to get there at all. And at that moment, Jesus, along with the others, he took their spiritual GPS and he recalibrated it for them at that moment. He asked them, you want to know the way to get to heaven to make sure you don't get lost along the way? Look what he said in verse 6, these famous verses. Verse, he said, Jesus said to them, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Jesus answered the how to get there question, but what about the where question, okay? Where is our future home called heaven? Scripture gives us a few clues, okay, about where heaven is, all right? Where is heaven? We've got it on the screen. Number one, the Bible tells us that heaven is up, all right? And surprisingly, Lucifer, Lucifer gave us this idea that heaven was up. And you can't believe anything he says, but think of this, even a broken clock is right twice in a 24-hour period, okay? And sometimes Lucifer gets, he got, and the devil, he gets certain things right from time to time. 
One thing he said that was true is when, when he mounted his rebellion against God, okay? And look at Isaiah chapter 14 and verse 13. And I'm going to read the first half here, and then we'll come back to it in a minute. He said, but you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. You have to ascend to get to heaven. And also, in the Acts 1-9 passage, Jesus was lifted up while his disciples were looking up towards the clouds. Jesus was ascending, okay? So there's no indication, there is a complete indication that heaven is up. And then secondly, there's an indication heaven is north, okay? Now, I don't want to get too much into the weeds on this. Now, yes, north, the northerly, northerly direction is different depending on which way you're standing, wherever you might be, okay? We get that. Now look at the last part of that 13th uh, verse in Isaiah 14. He says, I'll read it all. But you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. And I will sit on the mount of assembly in the recesses, he said, of the north. Okay? Heaven is upwards and in some ways northward. So right now the direct where I'm standing north is okay that way all right but as well it's upward so I kind of got to go kind of like that so if I could take off right now and just find my way to that heaven I kind of got to go that direction I guess I don't know I can't do it but you know if I could I would try I would make it I'd run out of air but I'm still alive but anyway northward and upward all right is heaven in a time-space location like the world we live in? Is it, an, is it an actual place that's trillions and trillions and trillions? What's that for trillions? Anybody know? What is that for trillions? It's probably even more than that. Let's just make up bazillions. Well, it is a long ways from here. Or is heaven located in some other dimension that we know nothing about? Okay? To answer that question, though, it's very important to understand the, the difference between this present heaven we're talking about right now and also this future heaven okay i want to talk about the present heaven at first thing what you're confusing me no there is a present heaven and there is yet a future heaven all right in scripture the bible talks about three different heavens that exist right at this moment the first heaven is the earth's atmosphere the earth's atmosphere it's the air we breathe okay the, it's the realm which the planets and the, all the little birdies fly around, okay? That's the present heaven, the Earth's atmosphere. Also, next to the second heaven is outer space. The moon and the stars and the galaxies and the planets where they, they are located. And then thirdly, the third heaven is the abode of God. It's where God is right now. God is in this third heaven. Paul made a brief visit in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. You know, we're going to talk about that uh, starting next Sunday, about have people been to heaven and come back to tell us about it. But Paul certainly did. He said in that chapter, in that verse, that he was caught up to the third heaven, uh, where God is, the abode of God. And by the way, it's this third heaven where you and I will go as well, when either we're raptured or we take our last breath on this earth. It's the abode of God where we go. Because 2 Corinthians 5, 8 says to be absent from this body is to be at home, to be at present with the Lord. Amen? Amen. It's where Jesus is sitting right now at 
the right hand of his heavenly father. And it's where we go when we die. But this place we go to, the abode of God, is only our temporary destination. It's not our forever home, okay? We aren't going to spend up turn, uh, eternity up there. It's a temporary place we go to right now. The fact is there's a present heaven and a future heaven that is under construction. That's why Jesus was a carpenter while he was on this earth before he got in his ministry. God knew exactly what Jesus was going to be doing once he ascended to heaven constructing this future heaven for us some people call this the future heaven the fourth heaven whatever you want to call it it's be, it's being built by jesus but it won't always be up there revelation 21 verses 1 and 2 says this future heaven is being constructed it's going to come down and reside on a brand new real uh newly created earth it won't be this earth now Turn to Revelation 21 and look at the first two verses. Revelation 21, verses 1 and 2. This is what John saw. And as you're turning there, we'll get to the setting, all right? You know, quick Bible prophecy. Once again, we've been through this in the last several months. Quick Bible prophecy. Let me try it in 60 seconds or less. Somebody time me, all right? Right now, the next event on God's timetable, his prophetic timetable is the rapture of the church we understand that okay afterwards after the church is gone sometime i don't know how long time period it'll be maybe weeks months then the seven year tribulation the final seven years of earth's history will begin under the tyrannical reign of antichrist and then at the climax of the seven year tri tribulation will be that final climactic battle the battle of armageddon which will usher in christ's second coming and we know after Christ's second coming, sometime after that, this earth will be renovated. It's going to get a brand new paint job, so to speak. And that's where Christ will establish his thousand-year millennial reign. And we will be invited in that millennial reign. Okay, and at the end of the thousand years in Revelation 20, the Bible says everything is going to be destroyed. Did I make it? 60 seconds or less? Pretty close. All right, now look at these first two verses. And before I read them, I believe this is an inside joke from last Wednesday. Wednesday, I think these are some of Daniel's favorite verses in the Bible. If anybody got to look at Wednesday evening service online, this verse kept popping up even when I wasn't reciting this verse. He had some technical issues. I texted him and said, I think this is some of your favorite verses in the Bible. I didn't know what he was doing, but he had some technical bugs going on, and he quickly swept those bugs out of the way. This is what John saw. He said, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. He says, For the first heaven and the first earth passed away, he said, And there is no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, made ready as a bride adorned for her husband. So we have this present heaven, and in one day a future heaven will come down and reside on a newly created earth. Now, if this whole concept confuses you, just imagine it in this kind of matter, okay? Let's just say um, that by God's grace that uh, Daniel and Adam meet, meet the, uh, that special person in their life, and they marry, and they have kids, okay? I'm just saying, let's imagine this, okay? All right, and they, they move, let's say they move to a more economically friendly state. Certainly not Illinois. Let's say they moved to Florida. Well, Donna and Gary are heartbroken. And Donna finally retires from her job. 
and she does, and they decide they, they have grandbabies they don't get to see very often in Florida, good ways from here. So they decide to sell their home and move closer to their, their boys and their grandchildren, okay? Um, to them, that's going to be an absolute dream. To your boys, it might be hell. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, so they decide to do that, and they have outside of the, let's just say they moved to Jacksonville, Florida, okay? But they don't want to live in a city where their boys and grandkids are. They want to live in the suburban, maybe kind of out in the, if they got any country land in Florida. I don't know. I've never been there. I'd like to go one day. But they find a, a, a plot of land, and it's got a small little lake on it. Beautiful. It's outside the city of Jacksonville. It's going to be close enough for them to be with, enjoy their family. But in the meantime, while their new home is being constructed on that plot of land, they got to find some place to live, don't they? Okay, so they decide to rent a condo or an apartment. It's nice for them. But while they're there, they're enjoying their time with their family and enjoying their temporary location. But at the same time, that new place is being constructed for them. They're going to look much more forward to that new home where they're going to live. And it's the same thing with us. I hope you didn't mind me. Well, I don't really care anyway. <laughs> I just, I just, just, that's a great illustration, okay? It's the same for us Christians. You know, I got to have fun up here, okay? It can't be just all, um, just seriousness. I got to give some humor in this as well. When we die, we immediately go into the presence of Jesus Christ and our loved ones who are already in heaven. It's a great time in that heaven, that abode of God, that third heaven, but it's only our temporary destination our permanent home we know is still under construction and that's where we're going to be re relocated one day it will finally come down to a newly created earth after the millennium now let's look at some characteristics okay of this future home called heaven this all comes from revelation 21 and 22 some of daniel's favorite verses in all of scripture and the characteristics of this new heaven and new earth and this morning we're going to look at the first characteristic okay of this new heaven and earth and you'll have to come back wednesday to get the rest of it all right number one it will be brand spanking new look at revelation 21 verse 1 he says then i saw a new heaven and a new earth he says because the first heaven and the first earth passed away and there is no longer any sea it's recreated. It's not renovated. It's been completely recreated. Peter got a little bit more descriptive of why it's going to be recreated. He said it like this in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 7, and then verses 10 through 13. Peter said, But by his word, the present heavens and earth are being reserved for, he says, fire, kept for the day of judgment and destruction of godly men. Now, skipping to verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief in which the heavens will pass away with a roar and the elements will be destroyed, he says, with intense heat and the earth and its works will be all burned up. Since all these things are to be destroyed in this way, he asked, what sort of people ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? Verse 12, looking for and hastening, he says, the coming day of God, because of which the heavens will be destroyed by burning and the elements will melt with intense heat or fervent heat. But according to his promise, we are looking, he says, for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Do you see that repetition that Peter was given? The first heaven 
and this 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 present heaven and this present earth are going to be destroyed by fire and whatever this intense heat is i know if you think you're cold and you want some heat it gives you some relief but not discomforting this ain't going to be comforting at all okay very intense heat it's so intense that the bible describes even the basic building blocks of our found foundations of homes and buildings are going to be melted away as well you ever wonder why that is why does even the basic concrete foundational blocks have to be burned up why is that well one word sin sin has infected anything and everything you can ever imagine even the basic building blocks the reason you and i need new bodies we need new bodies as well is because our current bodies are infected with the real pandemic the sin virus okay also remember all of creation the bible says labors under sin sin has infected every part of creation it has infected the ground that's why we have gary knows all about thorns and thistles and brush why does all that stuff grow around fence rows it's because of sin folks it infects every physical law that there is since sin has entered the world it has it is devolving towards chaos this world is not on the ascension this world is on the descension okay it's this judgment or destroying everything by fire is the only way to rid completely of this sin virus and by the way that also fulfills the promise of isaiah 65 17 isaiah said for behold he said i create new heavens and a new earth and the former things will not be remembered or come to mind that this is the first characteristic it will be new of a new newly created heaven and earth not renovated completely brand new showroom new if you will okay someone said in closing the new heaven and new earth are like a double millennium a millennium forever double your pleasure he said double your fun double your heavens that's never done but that's kind of creative that future home we have is a real place and come back wednesday night and we're going to get into the rest of these characteristics of this newly created heaven and earth let's bow together in prayer of course you know this topic of discussion out there we're talking about that future home our future home called heaven for exclusively for christians for believers in christ if you're not a christian this morning this home is not not for you your your destination is eternal separation from god in hell the lake of fire forever and ever you can't be prayed out of it there is no purgatory being being paid out or prayed out to get to heaven your choice is now on this earth while you are alive the bible says today is that day of salvation if god is working on you this morning god's holy spirit is convicting you letting you know you are a sinner and in need of the blood of jesus for the remission of your sins to cover those sins so that when god looks at you he doesn't see your sins anymore he sees the righteousness of christ wrapped around you from head to toe that's what's happened to all of us believers we were in that position one time but we realized our life was in the wrong direction we needed a savior to forgive us of our sins and in trusting in christ and christ alone for forgiveness of our sins if god's spirit is working on you 
wherever you are. You could be at home listening to this. You could be at work listening to this message. Perhaps you're listening to somebody else. You've listened to a call of salvation and God's Spirit is working on you. You can stop what you're doing. You can say this simple prayer with me in your heart. You can repeat it with me. If you really mean business with God and you know nothing else out there is going to work except Jesus and Jesus alone. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. You can't get to the Father except through Him. You can pray this simple prayer with me in faith, knowing God's listening, and then you really mean business with Him. Say this with me. Dear God, thank you for loving me. I know that I'm a sinner, and I'm truly sorry for those sins in my life. But I believe what I've heard today, that you love me so much, you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. This Jesus taking the punishment that I deserved for my sins and suffering on that cross for my sins. And I'm trusting not in my good works, but what, but by what Jesus did to save me of my sins, dying on that cross for me. God, thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for loving me. And I'm truly sorry for those sins. And I'm asking you to help me spend the rest of my life serving you. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. And if you prayed that prayer and you really meant it with all of your heart, you are now a child of God. You're not headed down that that broad path leading to destruction. You are on your way one day. Whether we're raptured out of here or we take our last breath on this earth, you know immediately you're going to be in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ with your loved ones who have died in Christ. You'll be reunited with them. You're going to want to give a testimony to anyone and everyone who will listen to what Christ just did for you. A testimony where your life has come from, where you are and where you are headed in the future. Christ will say, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Tell everybody what Jesus did for you. And then get into a Bible-believing church that teaches about sin and the whole counsel of God's Word, just like this church, Pleasant View Missionary Baptist. Our information is on our Facebook page or on our website that's been so elegantly put together, pvbaptistchurch.org. Coming to a church just like this one, where we don't cherry-pick Scripture to fit in with the times we're in, we teach the whole counsel of God's Word from Genesis to the maps. If you can't make it to this church, get into another Bible-believing church that teaches from Scripture and Scripture only. This is all we need to make get us through this world. And this is how God talks to us through His Word mainly. Get into a Bible-believing church like this one or one close to you. Father in heaven, I pray this morning that no one of the sound of my voice who's listened to this message or another message of salvation, that invitation call has been put out for them, that these people would not resist that call of salvation and I pray this in Jesus' name, amen.